1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm I'm your host. The first day of the divisional round is done. Oh, my God. Look at John Breach is tweaking in his seat because he knows what's there. Okay. Ryan Wilson and John Breach joining me to break down. Not an electric first day of the divisional games. An interesting first day, but not electric. The two teams who had buys were substantially better than the other teams. And if not for a Patrick Mahomes injury to his ankle, the Chiefs probably roll the Jaguars. We'll get into all that. The reason Wilson Breach is tweaking, and he's tweaking hard. This is, he's doing the Andy Dalton, there's a path thing right now with the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Because he knows that Mahomes is banged up. And if the Bengals win on Sunday, they have to just beat up injured Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts or... But, like, it is wide open for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Wilson, are you excited as I am about Breach's hopes uh, of dreams being crushed?
2: Actually, I thought this Saturday's games was. I thought it was pretty fun to watch. I mean, if Billy will tell <laughs> was, you, he, he had a great time watching the Eagles play. And I thought the first game was actually close. It wasn't close up until the moment that Arden Key maliciously tried to break <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' leg. Uh, but Breach, I don't... Knowing you for as long as I've known you, and you are incredibly positive, I would imagine, also knowing your passive-aggressive Steelers nature, I would imagine that you were like, oh, Patrick Mahomes went out, and you probably weren't sure he was coming back after halftime, and maybe your I mean, hopes were you dashed a bit that. when he did return, but I'm guessing pregame and post-game, uh, the breach of meter is probably about the same place it started as it is now.
3: Yeah, there was a minor fluctuation, minor fluctuation, but you know The more important thing is that I do feel like uh, now that we got these Saturday games out of the way, the, the six best teams in the NFL are the ones that are left standing right now. You know, when you talk about the Chiefs, the Eagles, then you have the main events on Sunday with the Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, 49ers. That I, I feel like you you can rank those six teams any way you want, but I felt like those six were the best six in the NFL uh, for the 2022 season. So it is kind of fitting that those are the six remaining teams.
1: The The – You know the NFL expanding playoff, like expanding the playoffs, is one hundred percent driven out of greed. Because you know a fourteen billion dollar company needs more money. I, as almost always, the NFL has stumbled into a beneficial uh, like outcome of their greed, and it's that if you are the one seed, like I do like the idea that the the only team in each conference that gets a buy is the one seed, and it's clearly beneficial. Like, it's very clearly beneficial. The, the, I mean, if the Chiefs had had a full blown, healthy Patrick Mahomes for that whole game, they slaughtered the Jaguars. The Eagles destroyed the Giants. And, like, that, like, there should be a reward for being the best team in your conference. I like that idea.
2: Yeah. Also, I mean, well, we'll, we'll talk about the second game later. I'm guessing we're starting
1: with the Chiefs. So uh, I'll start uh, with the sorry, Chiefs. Uh, by, by the way, I want to throw this out there this is time sensitive, it's a money line parlay. For those watching the late night, we do uh, Brandon Moreno in the UFC fight minus 135 with the Bengals to win outright in Buffalo plus 210 and the 49ers to win outright minus 205. That pays seven to one. I don't know. Oh, okay. I was just looking something up.
2: So, I mean, you mentioned that the the Jaguars probably get rolled, maybe, and I think in both games the takeaway for me was that both the Jaguars and Giants uh, are a um, reflection of their head coaches, respectively. And it, again, it, as we go into the head coaching hiring season, it's it's just stresses the importance of getting the fit right because, um, you know, Collins were sort of danced around it, and Trico came out and just said, "Look, man, Urban Meyer sucked basically, because that place felt so incredibly toxic." Uh, throughout the Urban Meyer, um, you know, short tenure, and, and even Doug Peterson apparently uh, insinuated to to Collinsworth and and Tariqo in an August preseason game that he wasn't sure if guys were even going to show up for offseason workouts. So the 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 lengths they've come in such such a short period is a shout out to to Doug Peterson and obviously that the players stepping up and they have a lot of good young players. So this is a loss, but as Trevor Lawrence said after the game, you know, we're going to keep coming back, and I don't doubt him one bit. And there's no real downside for me, Breach, in terms of how the Jaguars played in this game because they they ran up against Andy Reid off a bye. Even a, a one-legged Patrick Mahomes turns out to be pretty good. You're playing in Kansas City, and the fact that they got there, um, is, that's the moral victory we talk about, <laughs> not, not the Vikings getting their doors blown off by the Giants after winning 13 games.
3: Yeah, I mean, they were the first team in NFL history. Don't okay. there, but yes, I agree the first team in NFL history to, to get the number one overall pick and win a playoff game uh, or, or finish with the worst record and have the number one overall pick and and win a playoff game the following year. And that is all the testament to the turnaround is, hey, we brought in the right coach. We don't have a coach that just uh, flies home on his own and, and goes to college bars at night. Uh, we have a Super Bowl winning coach who is very well qualified for the job. I, I thought Jacksonville played a great game yep. uh, and obviously – I do agree with Brinson that if Mahomes is fully healthy, Kansas City probably wins by two touchdowns, but he wasn't. And if Jamal Agnew doesn't fumble at the very end of the game and Jacksonville's going in to cut the lead to 27-24, who knows what happens after that. Uh, and so, I, I mean, this game was entertaining, and when you have a nine-and-a-half-point underdog, you don't know what you're going to get. You might get a blowout like you got with Giants-Eagles or you get something like this, and I thought this one was uh, this was a great game for all four quarters.
1: Yeah, no, this game was fun. The Eagles game was like a oh, God. We really have to podcast with Billy tonight. Um, the, the, by the way, the teaser in the cover in the Chiefs Jaguars game is is sort of an, it, it, Correct me if I'm wrong. Like five or ten years ago, teams didn't kick the field goal first because they're dumb, right? But they but they would just like go for it on fourth down, and you would not get it, and it would be over, and you win by the other team would win by ten. Like that's, a, like, that's a pretty huge sea change in terms of, like, spread coverage, right?
2: Yeah. Breach mentioned it in our little chat, and I wasn't sure what he was talking about because I thought that was just sort of, you know, it's common knowledge amongst us, and not that we're smart because, you know. We're pretty co- smart. Compared to Billy, we're smart because he's an Eagles fan. Jeez. <laughs> I'll get right, to this in a, a second. Oh,
1: up high, down high. Billy so desperately I, wants to I, hit I, that I was down low
2: Billy so desperately wants to come in here. You just wait a second, Billy. You can. But yeah, so I was shocked when Breach mentioned it. Not shocked, but sort of surprised. But but he's right. And, and Doug Peterson appears to be in much the same way that, that baseball folks were 15 years ago, are taking advantage of uh, the inefficiencies in the way that other coaches coach. Um, not to call out names, but Todd Bowles is incredibly conservative. And at times, it costs his team points. Mike Tomlin's been conservative at times. And, you know, we can go down the list of guys uh, that, that make their yeah. their fans angry in terms of just ill-timed calls. So, yeah, that was smart, I guess. But maybe it's just more of a case of doing what you're supposed to be doing as a head coach and paying attention. I don't know. I don't
3: know. Well, I mean, obviously, everybody uh, who bet on this game was mad because Jacksonville was 7.5, 8.5, 9.5 point underdog, depending on where you got them uh, during the week until the Chiefs were covering the whole time until – uh, old Doug Peterson, Dougie P sent out Riley Patterson for that 48 yard field goal. But to Wilson's point uh, in our Slack channel, right when Jacksonville got the ball, I said that they need to kick a field goal as soon as they get in field goal range, because you have to get two scores. And if you keep driving for the touchdown, score a touchdown with three seconds left, Uh, we well, still have to get an onside kick. And, and so to leave yourself as much time as possible, you get the field goal first. And that is what Doug Peterson did. And so smart on Doug, I thought he coached a pretty good game and, uh yeah and this was just I, I, really i don't even know like who uh, chad henny was he the star of the game i mean the fact that he, breach you're stealing my talking points I was sorry. Gonna
1: ask you that's twice though he's done that he did that against the browns right two years right, ago remember the browns the beat the steelers like they kicked their ass in the playoffs and then they played the the chiefs the next week and andy reed went for it a fourth and one and, and chad, he just whip it to Ty, uh, tyree kill sorry i know the steelers would not necessary my apologies that's okay
2: um, You know, you got your hair plug treatment today. You're feeling a little sprung.
1: Sorry, I, I, the, the UFC fight was on in the living room. It was very loud, and I, my phone died.
2: But, yeah, no, Breacher, it's funny you mentioned that because I was just going to say I was going to have to make a lot of qualifiers other than Travis Kelsey and Patrick Holmes. He's your MVP. And there's still, like, five or six other guys. Jalen Watson, for example, uh, had a fantastic game as well, the seventh-round pick out of Washington, Washington State. I think that's where he went. Um, but, yeah, Chad Hennie's ability to come off the bench and, you know, Stone cold, he is no Gardner Minshew, he is no Chase Daniel, he is every 100 Chad Henne. And Brent's is right, two years ago, the Browns thought they were going to go to the AFC championship game. I <laughs> know <old> Chad <laughs> made sure that didn't I mean, happen
1: the week before, of course, they beat the crap out of the Steelers. Like, Breach, what are you? Uh, you're you're what, 53? You're stronger than you. I'm kidding, like Chad he's 37, man. It's pretty, like, it's it's kind of interesting. You sort of wonder why more teams don't do this. And I guess you have to have an established, like stud quarterback. But instead of just having this young, like Andy Reid has got this old guy behind Mahomes who knows the system, who's ready to go. It's sort of like Jim Sorgi was a Peyton. Like well, I think you're made some big plays, man. I think you're answering your own question because just let's look to San Francisco. How old's that quarterback? I think it's all about the system. And it's all uh, about yes, it's and this is correct too. But yeah, by the way. Scott Murphy correctly points out I'm only noting this field goal no I mean the early field goal attempt resulted in the um the Eagles or the uh excuse me the Jaguars covering now I had Jaguars plus 10 at half of my homes went down so it's fine but like that that, that changes the the arithmetic when you start thinking about the, the spread you know if you're if you're a nine point favorite and you're and your team's down 10 and they get a fourth within field goal range they're gonna kick they didn't used to do that. It's I mean The Chiefs led this game from... I should have done that, yeah. The, the Chiefs dominated this game. All right, so here's here's the bigger question about this game. On a scale of 1 to 10, Wilson, what is your concern about Patrick Mahomes' ankle moving forward in the playoffs?
2: Well, he told Trevor Lawrence in midfield that he's going to be fine, so I'm going to trust Patrick. And he was so freaking angry when Andy Reid... First, the, he injured the ankle, and then he came off the field and got it taped up, they took the timeout, and then the next possession after they punted, he's on the sidelines, and he is as animated as, as, as I have ever seen him, other than yelling at Eric bien whenever that was <laughs> earlier this season, talking to Andy Reid, I'm, I'm yeah. not coming out, and then they sent him to the locker room, and I'm actually sort of curious, I haven't seen any reports in Breach and breached Europe on such things, so maybe you know the the up to the minute, but I, I would imagine they went to x-ray to see if he was broken, or maybe they wanted to see if his knee, his his like medial MCL was intact, I'm not sure, because his knee got bent sort of funny, but then he came back out and just waited until halftime, and Chad Henney was doing fine. So it, I'm I'm curious about the the old TikTok as they say about how that all transpired, uh, but I have zero concerns about Patrick Mahomes because he'll be getting, you know, 24 hour treatment between now and whenever they play against Sunday, I guess, because it's going to be a
1: championship game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what they wanted to do was see like, can we kind of extend this lead with Pacheco and like Kenny and and maybe turn this into not a game and Mahomes sits and they get in half and they get to the half and Mahomes like Andy. This is the freaking playoffs. Give me that Torrey all in my leg right now, and I'm going back out there. What do you think?
3: Well, I, I think Wilson is probably kind of on the right track with look, the traders are out there trying to save Mahomes from himself because you know Andy Reid would prefer to have Patrick Mahomes in there. So if he's saying, hey, man, you got to go to the locker room and you got to get checked out because I cannot, in good conscience, send you out there and get you beat up because you can't move around because you have a broken ankle. So they need to go make sure, like Wilson was saying, this ankle's not broken. So yeah, they, you got to take him to the locker room. You got to give him the X-rays, and I'm sure Andy Reid's also thinking, all right, if we can survive the second quarter and his ankle's not broken, then he's gonna be able to get out here. Uh, and so the X-rays were negative; the ankle's not broken. But to that point, even if it's a high ankle sprain, and obviously Mahomes came back in the second half and, and played pretty well, considering. Quickly breach. I don't yeah, know. He was like I don't know if you can have a high
2: ankle sprain on the throws. on the. I don't know if you can have an ankle sprain when it bends inward. I actually tried to look that up, but anyway, go ahead. So I'm not sure. about. Well,
3: that. that's, that's the thing is that what the diagnosis ends up being, uh, you know, cause if it's a high ankle sprain, that's a tough injury to play on, uh, on a one week recovery. If it's a regular ankle sprain, you have a much better chance. He should look a little bit more mobile next week. Uh, other-
1: just uh, James Palmer of NFL media, as Billy points out in Slack, Patrick Mahomes doesn't even have a boot on his foot, no wrap or boot or anything. He's wearing sneakers. This guy's a freak, man. What the hell? <laughs> like, like, he's, like, he's like jumping around, like he's like playing like hopscotch the entire second half. Or maybe the
3: tour doll hasn't worn off yet. That's true. And, and you know, to that point, he was <laughs> limping. He was <laughs> limping all over the field. So for him to not be limping at all after the game is a it's little crazy. weird. When you know, why wasn't he that mobile during the game? You, I, I think are I know you why. I'm
1: suggesting that Mahomes is the new um, who's the like, who's the ultimate injury faker. Big Ben Roethlisberger. He would yes, he would act yes, like he'd get hurt yeah, all the time. <laughs> the <big> no, <laughs> I'm not
3: I, I I'm saying that I think Mahomes would have been in the locker room trying to make things look as casual as possible so that the media has nothing to report because this is obviously going to be the talking point for the next 8 days is
1: mm. what's
3: up with Patrick Mahomes' ankle. And I so I like that take. I like that take. If there's if there's a boot on it that's, <laughs> that's Mahomes got that's a second total shot just to walk out of the stadium. Right, right. Exactly. So
2: so if let me it, ask both of you this. Don't give the
3: media anything.
2: Brinson, I'll ask you first. How much do you think Isaiah Pacheco weighs?
1: I don't, I have no idea, but all I know is he has the most violent legs. No, no, actually. just, just answer the life. question. We'll, we'll get to that. What's, if he's 5'10", um, I'll, I'll give you that part of it. 231. Good Lord.
2: What do you think, Preach? I don't know. What is it running now 205. He's listed at, at 210, which is incredibly shocking <laughs> because when he was coming out, of, well, I'm laughing because when he's coming out of Rutgers, he looked like he weighed like 175. He's like 5'10", 175. When he got to the combine, he weighed 210, so he might weigh more than that now. But to your point, Brinson, he does not run like he's 210, yeah, uh, two ten, like 175. Guess,
1: but he like, that dude's so violent.
2: And here's the other thing. Dude's a seventh-round pick. Clyde Rhodes-Alaire, first-round pick. And, mm-hmm. and again, we keep going back and back to this. Uh, running backs in the first round. There's going to be running back at least one in the first round this time around. So you can find these guys. And but, when you play man, at Rutgers, the takeaway is okay. You're on a
1: bad football team. No, but I mean, no. I'm saying like it, it is. It is a little weird that like the two examples are of the same team. Like I mean, I, I agree with you. What's the other example? That's the guy that? the later rounds. Don't draft the guy the first round. Who else but are you talking they, about? I'm saying that like it's like, like Pacheco, the Chiefs, drafted oh, and, and Clyde. I mean, he's later you. the first round, and yeah, then redrafted pacheco in the seventh round
2: yeah different draft but right i mean yeah, the, yeah i mean the point is you don't need first round running backs. don't draft a running back in the first round ever also i say this i've said this before during the season i'll say it again pacheco it was pretty ballsy to wear number 10 after tyreek left he he looks a lot like tyreek out there running around
1: i i, th- I think that the last couple of weeks and i i, I think that your particular point is really interesting because as someone who did a ton of like it did a ton of best ball drafts. It has a ton of Jared McKinnon. Mm. We thought last year, we thought that, you know, last year they'd lead on Jared McKinnon in the playoffs. The chiefs did. And we assumed that they would lean on Jared McKinnon in the playoffs this year. But what's interesting. And I talked about this at halftime with, um, or excuse me, in between the games with Joe Musso and B like Pacheco and, and uh, McKinnon give them two different styles of runners. Like Pacheco is a violent. He is so violent running. He moves his feet more than anyone I've ever seen running the football. And McKinnon is a. How about that block, by the way? Not bad. Oh my god, five nine. He just decleats a guy. He's a great pass blocker. He's a great pass catcher. He can run between the tackles. It is a. It is a. It, I think. Um. Either, I think it was Musso who said it's a, a, a nice diversification of their run game for the Chiefs. That makes it very dangerous in the playoffs because if they have a lead, you go to Pacheco. If you're trailing, you go to McKinnon. And that makes it really hard to defend because you you don't know who Andy Reid's going to pop out there.
3: Uh, One person we do know that Andy Reid's going to pop out there is Travis Kelsey. Uh, If you watch on YouTube, you can see his stats. He had the third most receptions in NFL playoff history, 14 catches, the most ever for a tight end in a playoff game. And this is really what baffled me about this game is that if you are Jacksonville, you literally had your defense was the worst in the NFL at stopping opposing tight ends during the regular season. So you would think that maybe you sit down and you say, Here's the one guy who should not beat us. And that is Travis Kelsey. We are not going to let the opposing tight end beat us because we are so crappy at stopping tight ends. And that's all the chiefs are going to do is probably try to throw to the tight end. And what do they do? They let Travis Kelsey beat them. I mean, he was just wide open. It seemed like on every single play, they weren't double teaming him. They weren't doing anything different. It was just insanity uh, that, that they thought whatever they were doing was going to work. And they should have known by the end of the first quarter, when he had five catches, that it wasn't going to work. So,
2: Instead, uh, you know you they heard. doubled down, and he had 10 catches at halftime.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so it was just unbelievable. No, no, I mean, in Jacksonville's defense, I do this all the time. I give myself stupid reasons to defend terrible angles. But when Mahomes went out, <laughs> again, this is this is on Jacksonville. Not This is not me defending like Jacksonville. When Mahomes went out, I, I was on a text with my buddy Justin. He's like, I was like, man, I'm a little worried about, you know, is Kelsey going to get his numbers with Mahomes out? He's like, they're probably going to throw to him. Four times more often. I was like, oh god, you're right. That they did. Like, if you're Jacksonville and Chad Henney is under center, bracket and triple bracket, Travis Kelsey. He's the one guy who's gonna torture you. These other receivers are new. They're not they don't think they're not in like, like they don't know Chad Henney well enough to make this work. Just smother smother Kelsey, and you probably have a stand a chance to stop him.
2: Well, they didn't do it. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, the
3: answer is uh, <laughs> well, they have all off to think about it now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh. Well, it's better to have one issue to work out instead of fifty issues to work out in the off So that's a step in the right direction.
1: This is it? Yeah. This is look. Okay. So on the Jaguars, real quick. Actually, right, let's talk about the Chiefs matchup. Um, so breach. How excited are you to play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship? AFC Championship game. I'm not falling for that trash,
3: Prince, and I can't even look. At the AFC championship game the Bengals have to play the Bills.
2: Say, seriously. <laughs> All right. So the Bengals have to go to Arrowhead, obviously Breach. The the other game will be played in Atlanta, is that right? Yep. Yes. Should the Bills win? Okay. All right, let me give you the line and then Breach, you can you can go forward. So if the if the um if your team the Bengals win, it's gonna be it'll be plus five and a half Centsy. Similar to what it is now in Buffalo, I feel like. Wins over Wilson. And then if the Bills win in a neutral site, it's gonna be it's gonna be plus two and a half Buffalo.
3: I I think this would be a tough point spread for the the odds maker to put out there because you don't know Mahomes' health. I mean, if you found out Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing, he's going to play. But if you found out he wasn't playing, the Bengals are probably favored. It's Uh, favored by four or or five. No, I'm I'm talking about the Bengals
2: first. Bengals and the Bengals. Bengals.
3: Wilson said they'd be favored. The Chiefs would be favored by five in Kansas City. And I am saying that the Bengals would be favored by five if Patrick Mahomes Mahomes was out of the game. Yeah.
2: No. Wins over yes. Wilson would have it no. about that number.
1: The Biggs would five-point favorites in Arrowhead, even with Patrick Mahomes
2: out. No. I think 100%. I will. They would be closer to breach.
3: We will never I,
1: know. I, okay, well, we so could, we, can, point, we can email a bookmaker about it. This point.
3: All right, well, you do that tonight and we'll talk about it on tomorrow's podcast. We here? have Wins Wilson like, like, who is correct all the time. I'll so, have, if I think if you're the Bengals or you're the Bills right now, either one of those teams, you feel really good that if you win on Sunday, that you can beat a gimpy Mahomes uh, in a uh, neutral side if it's Buffalo or in Kansas City. So, yeah, I think you're feeling really good. Both those teams, uh, the game already meant a lot. Now it means even more because you're going to be extra confident going into the AFC title. You game.
2: know what? You're actually, you're right. I, I was like him and Han, but here's the thing. The Bengals already beat them last year in Kansas City. How many times? They beat them three times in Kansas City last the last calendar beat, year, the right? Beat the Bengals
1: have beaten the Chiefs three times in the last calendar year. So Since January first, twenty twenty two, they beat and them then Buffalo.
2: Times. You know, thirteen seconds game, and then they beat the crap out of them earlier this season, if I recall correctly. So yeah, no, you you, there's no argument for me on that, and I think that makes that five that you talk about even more likely if, for. I mean, it's not going to happen if Chad. That's pretty, had,
1: man, That's pretty steep, dude.
2: They whipped them.
1: Five? You think the Bengals would be favored by five? In Joe Burrow
2: don't care. I was going to make my my counterpoint was going to be well, breached. The offensive line sucks, and, well,
3: and by the way, people in the comments section seem to be confused. We're not talking about we're talking about the Bengals and the Bills matching up against Kansas City at this point, and the point spread for both, not just the Bengals. Right.
2: We're not separate. assuming
3: we're not assuming under any circumstance the Bengals with uh, zero healthy offensive line beat Buffalo right, in, to, in Buffalo. To, to reiterate, Wisconsin. the wins
2: over Wilson line for the Bills, Chiefs game in a neutral side Atlanta is. KC minus two and a
1: half. I I think that, that I don't think that I mean look, I'm gonna be wrong here. And it's fine, it's not gonna happen. Frankly, Wilson, I mean, I'm, I'm scared because Wilson's been so dialed in on these lines.
2: Well, that was a breaches line, but what, what do you think it would be if Chad Henney started though? Just quickly and then we can move on. Chad
1: it's, it's KC is not Bengals minus five. Okay. Chad well, Henney's like fine. He threw 18 passes this year. <laughs> he's fine. I, I don't know if I'm going to answer back for this. I, I hit up a no, I, and the Browns
3: playoff game that you were talking about, he actually threw an interception and almost threw the game away. And the only yeah, thing people the, remember, he won the game because he converted a fourth and one that you know Andy Reid and, and Eric the
1: enemy called it was a great play. I, I, call. I, I, I do it. Let's table this. I've, I've sent out a feeler to someone who would. I'm asking you what you think line. it might be.
2: You you have you can make a informed judgment. What do you think the line should
1: be? I think it would be. <sighs> Oh my god! I would want to. I mean, I want to take the. If you gave me the Chiefs plus five at home, I, like, I, mean, I stop I, selling I, no think did. the Bengals with the Super Bowl. Like, no, we're just this. Just one game with Chad Henney starting. I think it would be an alternate universe. A pick. Okay. Pick them. Yeah, that seems five is a lot, man. That seems crazy. weird, but you
2: see, you think five's weird. All right, what's next? It's a
1: lot. Okay, so <laughs> Jaguars <laughs> season is over. Now I know you guys don't like to give out. Platitudes don't want to congratulate people for success for winning a bunch of games. No, oh, please. Can we all agree that this was a successful season for the Jacksonville Jaguars?
2: I believe I said that literally 15 minutes ago. I know you said it. A oh, okay. Yeah, I know, I
1: know. Uh, and but to, to add on to the Vikings thing, I'm saying to, I,
2: that, to add on to that, no, I can't. I think they, they,
1: okay, let, let me ask this a different way because the only other answer is the 2017 AFC Championship game, obviously. But I the, think this oh, is the, the highest point of the Jaguars franchise in the last 10 years.
2: Oh, yeah. Early on, they were they were really good with Coughlin and, and uh, Brunel. But right, yeah. No, that's right.
1: Yeah. Because they they've been my, shout it, out to Daddy Pat, R.I.P. Daddy Pat, my my uh, my grandfather it was the original Jaguar. season take ticket over. But like they have not been good for decades. This well if again if you're a Jaguar gets, fan, you should feel really good about your future.
2: It goes back to Doug Peterson and, and Khan's decision or whoever's decision was to move on Herbert Meyer. And then maybe Khan getting out of his own way, uh, breach. I will say this, and then you can give your thoughts on the Jaguars. I already said that. I thought they did wonderfully. Um, what's his name? The, uh, the GM of the, uh, Eagles. What's his name?
3: Howie, Rosen. Howie Roseman. Yeah. Howie
2: Roseman. That dude can hire coaches, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson faced off. And then, you know, Billy's dude, Nick Seriani making those dumb faces on the sideline one as well. But, uh, Doug Peterson was the difference in, in allowing his quarterback to, to grow in year two and to become the quarterback he is, he has become and who's only going to get better. I think there's a ton of reasons for optimism, Breach.
3: Yeah, I mean, you look at Jacksonville before this year, they only made the playoffs once uh, since 2010, and that was obviously when they went to the AFC Championship in 2017. But they almost started dismantling that team right away. Plus, Blake Bortles was their quarterback, so you never felt like they had a chance at long-term success. <laughs> And this is different. This is where you have younger players now. You know, hey, look, there are a few holes we need to go out and fill. And then they had a couple huge uh, signings in free agency that ended up. I mean, Evan Ingram was just Jeez. dynamite the entire year. Christian Kirk, too. Christian Kirk was pretty good, except for dropping a fifty-yard bomb from Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, uh, you know, so they made smart signings. Their draft picks are panning out. And that's how you build a successful franchise. And then, obviously, getting the head coach in there is exactly what you, what you want to see. And don't forget, they play in the fourth division in the AFC. So all you have to be is kind of good, and you're going to be competitive for uh, quite a few years. So yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're if you're a Jags fan, you have to feel the best you have felt about this franchise in probably over a decade. Oh,
1: definitely. by the way, it's like the last time they went to or like the Brunell years, as Wilson pointed out. I mean, the the Colts are. In disarray, the Titans just hired a new GM. The Texans, I mean, my gosh. Or <laughs> the oh, Texans. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, Jags it. could, if Trevor Lawrence is the the prospect that we generally thought he would be, a.k.a. in the mold of Luck, Manning, and Elway, the Jags could run this division for like five or ten years or two years and he retires and goes to, to a book club which is (laughs) crazy to think about though right right it's crazy like the the colts are going to run this thing for so This
3: team celebrates playoff games by going to waffle house and they could be running the division and going to a lot of waffle house brunches uh
1: after their wins like and i'm I'm not i mean look, wilson never dog trevor lawrence ask (laughs) questions no i mean mean, look i'm I'm, I'm, I'm i I appreciate you. you off the hook man I pre- no, I appreciate the full disclosure. No, I, mean, I, mean, I'm not, I don't want to come here and be like, remember when Ryan Wilson questioned Trevor Lawrence? Because you didn't do that. You you just were like, look, we have to ask these questions. Now, it was primarily because of Urban Beyer, who is inarguably the worst head coach in the history of the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, even with... Who's worse? Some, who?
2: No, I mean, that's, not, he is, that's oh, not even
3: an argument. He's you're all
1: pro sports. What a toxic person. Go I mean, ahead, sorry.
3: Somebody coached the Browns to an zero and sixteen record.
1: Dude, Urban Urban got fired mid-season, despite the fact that he had multiple championships from college football. Grabbed he somebody's ass. He grabbed somebody's ass. Didn't take the flight home. Was caught. He was filmed grabbing a girl's butt in his own bar in Cincinnati after a game that he didn't fly home with a team. In Columbus, he, don't confuse the cities. Whatever, it's Ohio. Oh, they Six played
2: Cincinnati? About.
3: He kicked a kicker.
2: I mean, Breach, you can't even make the argument that. It's
3: the that worst, head, worst hire of all time.
2: That Hugh is worse than. Herb.
3: I mean, Bobby Petrino walked out on his team and left everyone a note. You're I'm great. saying You're Urban crazy. Meyer is a horrible, horrible NFL head coach. Look, I'm not disagreeing, but I've, I'm not going to make a blanket. It's the worst. Okay,
1: of all let's time. pretend that this globe is Mount Rushmore.
2: What a globe, what a globe humble brag. Right oh my there. God, why not
1: this globe here? It's so weird. So, um, <laughs> this is Mount Rushmore. This is Urban Meyer. Down here, in the southern hemisphere breach <laughs> flips by the way, so it's flushed differently. Down here, it's Bobby Retrito. And your boy, who's your boy? Uh, who's you. The, the worst Bengals coach? Oh, yeah, uh, David. Chua. He left, he left, he left coaching for like 30 years and could run a steakhouse, then trying to come back and be a coach. Urban Meyer is the pinnacle of terrible coaching in the NFL, anyway. Moving along.
2: That's the weirdest take Breach has had in quite a while.
3: It's really weird. Why are you, why are you supporting What, your... that a guy who left his team notes and walked
1: out on him could be that? worse? How got a bad take? Okay, you know what happened, Wilson? Brady texted Breach. was like, are we going to do a dinner down at the Super Bowl? Breach's like, yeah, Brady. I'll be happy to keep up for Urban Meyer on the podcast. Oh, I see what you call <laughs> that, yeah. Because Brady will uh, not talk bad about Urban Meyer because they work together. I
2: will say this. I so Patrino Breach, in my book, gets points for crashing on a motorcycle with his girlfriend that was his wife, and then we're it's in the next race to the, dirt to the press conference. The that actually is – I, I consider that a positive. Showing up, with, up in
1: the press conference. What?
2: Gonna, all over guys,
1: the I
3: would be the first person to make – I'm the guy who was in Columbus and took a picture of Meyer's Steakhouse and texted it to you guys because I
1: thought it was funny. The, <laughs> where he took – where the whole Her, thing Erd, happened. Erdmeyer's the worst coaching hire in the history of – all sports. We we agree. Breeze just being difficult. Yeah, all good. right, go is, ahead. Go uh, on. Can so, go. Moving, moving along. The Jaguars are in great shape. The Bingo's are moving on. I mean, excuse me. The, uh, the, oh, my God. The Bengals. There's a Freudian slip there by me. The Chiefs uh, are moving on. I don't think so. And we're going to take a break, and we can come back. We're going to talk on. about and won't let Billy talk about the Eagles and the Giants.
0: Next! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: What a beatdown! I I I feel I feel like my I feel like my 2017 Bills take is kind of correct. That's who the Giants are.
2: They I'm looking two- forward to this season being over, just so you quit making that comparison.
1: <laughs> well, so this is what I told you. Like, you know, like you just gotta beat it into people's heads. You gotta say it so many times that people are like.
0: What is that conspiracy theory,
1: Brinson? Now, unfortunately, when I told you to do it, you did it. And your first try was Mac Jones. So you kind of banged on that one. You guys are, you guys are. I, I like Mac. I can't wait to. Sl-
2: we can talk about this later, but I'll just say quickly. Mac his, and Bill O'Brien. Oh, his, his offensive coordinator was a guy who was <laughs> so re- reviled back. in Detroit that had champagne when he left. And oh, by the way, he's never called offensive players what I like, do you, I, what like you I like, I think what's going to happen.
1: I think when Bill O'Brien comes to New England, he'll be good. I don't know if he's coming. Um, he's coming.
2: But to your point, it's actually it's not a, it's not a Thank far you. off point. I don't I don't hate it. Um and also I think that again the most important thing as we've come to realize yet again, it was the coaching. It was Sean McDermott and now obviously Brian Dable. And I think <laughs> one takeaway is that how bad was that Vikings defense uh, that Vikings defense number one not only last week but throughout the course of the year. And, and number two, again, this team feels like the Jaguars breach and that they exceeded wildly exceeded expectations and this loss while humiliating in the moment is probably something they can build on as they move forward in the Brian Day Bull era
3: I guess I mean it, it if I'm Jacksonville I feel very good about my future and about the possibility of winning division titles down the road and getting back to the playoffs if I'm the Giants I am very happy that I got to the playoffs this is a successful season but I don't know that I feel like I'm still in the same division as the Eagles. I'm still in the same division as the Cowboys, two teams that are pretty stacked right now. And so it feels like a hard division for the Giants to kind of conquer at any point Uh over the next five years if they're keeping Daniel Jones or, uh, you know, like this core – would you team.
1: definitely rather be the Giants? Or Would you rather be the Cowboys or the Giants? I would uh, the Giants. Breach, you yes. put
2: me in a position where now twice in consecutive it, co- conversations. Agreeing with I, I, I no, if with with
1: they're the Giants, team. you feel 10
3: times yes. better about your future than you did before the season started. So I, mean, I would rather be the Giants than the Cowboys. for
2: sure. I sort of agree. What? What? Other than what last week, what about? makes you feel good about the Cowboys, Breach?
1: What That's makes me feel good about the Cowboys' TV's future? Buddy, they, did, they kicked Amari to the curb for they got to pay Michael Parsons. Jerry's running things. We don't know like Sean Payton's like creeping on their territory. I would much rather be the Giants than the Cowboys. I feel like it's much more stable. I think is it's
2: the yes. way the reason, what Brenton's trying to say.
1: You guys would rather be
3: the team that yes. got swept by the Cowboys than the Cowboys. Yeah. But I mean, they but know. they
1: weren't, they were supposed to be they were supposed to be a four and a half win team. The Cowboys just be a nine and a half win team or yeah. two. Well,
3: here is my problem is is that this game <laughs> showed th- that how far the Giants have to come before they're in the top tier of the division. Yeah. They got smoked twice by Philly. During, or they got smoked once
1: and then this you know, is exactly what happened in 2017 with the Bills, man. They got smoked in the playoffs and then they, they started smoked. building around it.
2: And also they, they can't beat the Eagles. I mean, that's been made abundantly clear. Dude, but, they, but they've dude, been like pretty the good Eagles, against the other. The Eagles teams.
1: are loaded on the offensive line and defensive line, and the Giants are getting loaded on both sides. They're getting
3: loaded right now. I, yeah,
1: I don't think Dale Jones is <laughs> as good as
3: Josh <laughs> Allen. And and the
1: 2017
3: comparison, do you know what the, the Bills did in 2018, Princeton?
2: Draft a quarterback.
3: They won six games. Where, so,
2: it? With their rookie well, quarterback. They, dude, was,
3: right, right. It Ryan, you, was it Coach Rex Ryan? Okay, Wilson, are they going to draft a quarterback or are they going to sign a quarterback? Like, what's the quarterback Daniel situation? Daniel Jones
1: right looks good. I, don't, I mean, Daniel Jones looks good. So Daniel, are you keeping Daniel Jones? Or are you giving yes, him a long-term contract? a year for the Giants this all season.
3: So, Breach, here's what I'm hearing. And
2: and I should have realized this earlier as a parent of a teenager. I, I apologize for not noticing this. Brinson, he's, he's as you mentioned, He's very nervous about tomorrow, and he's taking that out of us. He's being, <laughs>
1: being I am saying
3: that like, yeah. the Giants have a lot of big questions to answer. I, I, Daniel say, Jones I, had a I am also game. nervous
1: about tomorrow. I have a lot invested in the Bengals. So or Daniel
3: I, Jones had a putrid game, and you have to say, if I sign this guy to a long-term contract, can I compete in the NFC East with him as my quarterback can I compete for division titles? Because he went fifteen to twenty-seven. He had a horrible game against Eagles. He had a horrible game against Eagles when he played them earlier this year. He wasn't good against the Cowboys in either game. I am saying, are Preach. you tying your wagon to Daniel Jones? That's all I want to know. Prior are you guys 4 the game last,
2: Yes. Doing? Yeah. Prior to last week's game, and you brought this stat up more than I did. Dak Prescott had thrown interceptions in seven straight games. He had eleven total interceptions, and then he played out of his mind last week. But what is your but?
3: My butt, and this is also what I said last week, is that I attribute that to Dak's thumb injury because he cratered coming back from the thumb, and it was, can he recover from that thumb injury? And we only have a one-game sample size that says yes, so we don't know. We'll find out more on Sunday against the 49ers. But if he recovers from that thumb injury, then I feel a lot more comfortable with Dak Prescott than Dale Jones, and it's not even close. Well, Preach I mean, we, 3, we have a lot
1: more a Preach bigger sample spot. size yeah, of, of Dak Prescott than Daniel Jones. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but here's the thing about Daniel Jones. So you're taking Dale Jones over
1: Dak Prescott. Is that what I'm hearing, Brinson? Say that. Is that what I'm so hearing, Wilson? Or is that what I'm saying? Right, for, for me, the statement here. What we have here we have a lengthy sample size of date of Dak Prescott with the same coaching staff over multiple years. What what we have with D- Daniel Jones is a single year sample size compared to a multi-year sample size. In the multi-year, he sucked. It was, who were his coaches? Pat Sherber and Joe Judge. Mm. And now Brian Dable and Mike Kafka come in. And all of a sudden, Danny Dimes is slinging it through the Eagles. And look, I don't, Billy, uh, put your fingers in your ears. We're not going to let talk about the game. Um, he's not going to. But like the Eagles are a much better team than the Giants. They're much, much better. Absolutely. They get dominant. Thirty-one points better. We, we saw again, again <laughs> to to my point about the 2017 Bills. Remember when our 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 former colleague Sean bleiber Magoo Magoober Lips? Yep. What well, he wanted, he refused to put Sean McDermott in his top ten coaches because he benched Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman again in 2017 against the Chargers with the Bills. He's like, you that you can't. Like that was that was the that was the breaking point. This is a really good coaching staff, a really good front office. They've made they've hit home runs on draft picks. They lucked into a couple good picks from Dave Gettleman. Desher Lawrence is a monster. How dare you? Dave, Dave Gettleman didn't
3: need it. Well, and real quick, I agree with all that. I agree that the Brian Dables is a
1: good place moving forward.
3: Brian Dable's an excellent coach. If I'm a fan of the Giants, I am I am happy and optimistic about the future. But Wilson said. Every- is it more to Jacksonville? And I said, no, I would rather be Jacksonville than the yeah, Giants. Of course,
1: you're going to be Jacksonville. Yeah. Never so that, that's what I said. So, so why are you guys every Giants? Every Giants up? fan? That's every every Giants fan you talk to right now will sign on the dotted line for Danny Dimes thirty million a year. Oh, it's the Derek Carr contract.
2: He's getting more than that. But yeah, no, I think that's right. Yeah, breach. They're in different divisions, obviously. But I think the Giants is breach the worst Miller's thing big- you've
1: ever had in your entire life. Breach.
2: No, the Urban Meyer one was worse, but the fact oh, that that's yeah, noted the they were worst thing in
1: the podcast, you guys before. just agreed with it. So, I don't you know. know wait, wait, I wait. To bad. be clear, you think that wait, wait, what it was too bad? He, how these are the worst takes you've had in your life. I I told you, you don't it, even Matt. know what my take was. So, I don't you, you, you defeated Urban Meyer, and then you said that the Cowboys
3: are in a better spot than the Giants. I said that maybe Bobby Petrino was the worst coach the Meyer, and they're that the top point. two, and then. I said that I would rather be Jacksonville than New York right now, but both teams should feel no, no, optimistic. No, no. You said you would to be Dallas to New York. No, well,
1: yeah. But I said then you amended it and said Jacksonville.
3: No, that's like not what happened. Like this conversation college. started because Wilson was talking about Jacksonville and New York and how both fan bases should yeah. feel good about their future. That's what started. And then you asked me, and then, said, bias, so and then I said, "Recency bias,
1: breaches a recency bias is so tired."
3: And then I said, "The tough thing for New York is that their division is tougher, and then it's going to be hard for them to catch up with the Cowboys and Eagles." And then you said that they're already caught up with the Cowboys because they have so the Cowboys have so many questions and the Giants don't, and that you would rather be the Giants than the Cowboys. How and about I said, "No, you,
1: I would rather be the Cowboys." Here's, here's what I. How many really can't figure out how these
2: comments keep popping up? Here's what I'll say: breach, and you know the Jaguars we get all agree had a fantastic season. Brian Dable did more with less than Doug Peterson.
1: And okay, Br- this sort of is a, touched good, this on is a this. good question. This is a good point.
2: Hold on one second. And know. Brinson just touched on this. If you had Mike McCarthy coaching this Giants team, he would have gotten fired at Thanksgiving, maybe sooner. <laughs> 2 in team. Right. So uh, you have to be excited not by the outcome tonight where they lost by 31, as you note, but the fact that he won with this, this crew that has some stars but also has a lot of question marks, especially a wide receiver.
1: So, uh, Dan Shire, one of our great editors at CBS uh, Sports.com, and myself and Jared Dubin were talking about this on Twitter. And he was like, he's like, he's like, Dable has to be the favorite to be the coach of the year. And my point was, I don't think he is the favorite to be coach of the year. And not because he shouldn't be, but because I think everyone will vote for Kyle Shanahan or Sirianni. Like this, this coach of the year, like ballot is insane. Picking three guys like your top three coaches of the year is tough, man. There are a lot of, like, Andy Reid deserves love. He trades Tyreek Hill and he wins the division. He's rolling. I think Sean McDermott d- deserves love. You got Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni, Jeff Saturday. We're talking about, like, a who's who of great coaches, guys.
2: You can get the Urban Meyer Award. All right, Breach, you get the last word on, on uh, the losers, and then we'll move over to the Wainers.
3: No, I mean, we already said it. I think if you're the Giants, you should be extremely optimistic. The team played out of its mind all season. Your head coach is the best head coach you have had uh, since Tom Coughlin. It's been a while since that team's had any success. and, And obviously, Giants fans should be thrilled because the structure is there to Be successful going forward, and that's all you can ask for when you haven't made the playoffs since 2016. And it been six years, and you sat through all these losing seasons of three and thirteen and four and thirteen and six and ten. It's like, oh my God, who figured what the, the Giants, Giants
1: with the two Super Bowls in the last like 20 years? Yeah, that's a tough scene. Tough scene. Well, you said after Tom Coughlin, These Giants fans, these New York sports fans are ridiculous. They're like, oh, it's been so long since we've had a title. Meanwhile, breach is like, breach is willing to like do things that we can't say on this podcast to win a Super Bowl. But breach, once you tasted it, big it big it's big
3: worse big. that you have
1: to go longer without it because you've had the taste and now you're not no,
3: getting back no, to it. What are you so
1: talking I, about? They, have to, they have, these Yankee fans, Giants fans have 27 World Series. They have like two Super Bowls in the last 25 years. They're like, oh, it's been so long.
3: Preach, well, I'm talking about if you're a Bengals fan or a Browns fan or a Cardinals fan or something, you don't know what you're missing. You're just thinking, uh, Preach, da, I'm just date, living life. I don't today. know a Super Bowl win. What? What is it? What is the date today? January 21st. Maybe. You won't was take that Christmas night? tree uh, down. It until it hit, you asked lose. me that
1: as the clock hit midnight. Was this a trick question, Brinson? It was actually. I played that out in the rundown. Um, you, <laughs> you, you won't take that Christmas tree down until the Bengals lose. And it's not for like a bit for the podcast, it's entirely superstitious because you will do anything the in world. your life. To get the Bengals a Super Bowl win. Meanwhile, these Giants fans are like, "Uh, I, mean, I guess we have to deal with like Danny Dimes like finally getting us to the playoffs." Come on, guys. So let me tell you my Eagles story real quick. Ooh. I picked the
2: Giants to to cover this game. I don't even remember what the spread was. Clearly, it could have been Seven thirty, and, and I still would have lost. What was it? Seven and a half or eight? Seven and a half. I thought the Giants were going to build on the momentum of beating the the world's the planet the Galaxy's worst defense last week, it clearly didn't happen. I thought, and I mentioned this to Billy before we started podcasting, I said, you know, I thought maybe Jalen Hurts would be a little rusty, maybe a little tight with a shoulder injury. Sirianni's a young coach. I thought the team might be tight. All those things are out the window. After about five plays, we we all knew how this was going to play out. It wasn't going to be a charging situation. It wasn't going to be Patrick Mahomes gets hurt situation and maybe the Jags hang around. It was going to be an ass whooping, and that's exactly what it ended up being. So I'm going to pull – a Breach with the Cowboys and completely do a 180 on the Eagles. Like, I have no concerns about this team. Thankfully, a breach you mentioned a few days ago. I forgot because I can't remember last week, much less back in August. My preseason Super Bowl prediction was KC versus Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, Eagles.
3: <laughs> no, no, that was your midseason. That was
2: your November 1st. Hey. Oh, okay. Either hey. way, I'm taking it. And thank God that the Eagles played
1: well. So, Billy, so Gleam is, yeah, yeah Billy wasn't even around when I. A lifelike Eagles fan jumped on this bandwagon, became an Eagles fan. My ticket is 38 to 1 Eagles to win the Super Bowl. 38 to 1 for the Eagles. That's crazy. They look like the best team in the NFC.
3: So if they do win, I feel like you should just split all the money with the podcast listeners. That's I a will, great
1: idea. I'll buy what, Billy
3: I, At least buy Billy Dinner since he's an Eagles just fan. Split
1: with to put me. up me? What? <laughs> what I'll do. I will, here's what we'll do. We'll create a fake. Pick six podcast roulette table. Billy can be the green tab. If it lands and you, you have no control of this, by the way, Billy, I will, I will make sure that you have, this is randomized and we'll give, we'll give out numbers for the podcast listeners. And whoever hits it, I'll give them a, a chunk of the change. If it it's, if it it's the green, which it won't, don't worry. Uh, you can have it. Um, by the way, my best bet of the week, Jalen hurts under rushing yards, 50 and a half. I thought I thought that actually this is I would have brought you in, but you already brought yourself in. Um, I thought that it was like interesting how you could see that Sirianni and the coaching staff and Hurts like look, we're winning this game if we just execute. Do not get hurt. Whatever you do, do not put that shoulder at risk. You go out there, you run the offense. If you see a defender, you go down. Do not take a hit because you're going to have one week to prepare for the next game. And then if we win that game, you got two weeks. Like it was very, very, very clear to me that they did not want Jalen Hurts to take a shot to the to the shoulder, right?
4: I mean, don't I really, think so. I, I mean, I, I think – I don't know. I think they kind of – He dropped they, behind the line
1: of scrimmage. <laughs>
4: He's clearly – Well, the, I mean, there's no need to take a hit when you don't need to. And I think it was a situation where like they treated it as they as they did all year. Yeah, they but, want but, but Jalen no, no. that's
1: it's, not, it's a compliment to Sirianni and the staff. They no, understood but, the situation, and they game-planned as such to make sure that Jalen Hurts wouldn't be dealing with a shoulder injury leading into the NFC Championship game. It's a but flex of the, the Giants. But I don't think
4: they did anything different because in the red zone, Jalen Hurts rushed for, what, 11 yards and trucked a guy and, and got the first down. So I think it was – they were leaving it up to Jalen's discretion. Like if you need to run, run, but always protect yourself, protect yourself as much as you can. I don't saying. think that they, but I don't think that they changed anything. Like, I don't think it was like any new scheme. I think they just carried it how they did all season.
1: I don't think they changed the scheme. I think they were like, listen, don't, you don't need a truck to truck stick. some dude. <laughs> like just go down, go down. If, if you see a defender go down, we're going to beat the shit. Okay. Oh my God. So just-
2: Billy, let me ask you this. What did you learn about the Eagles in this game? Because this game was over after two series. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I think, for me personally, I learned how good of a coach Nick Sirianni is, like getting his guys ready to play after you know a week off. And I mean, something not not all teams can do that. Not all coaches can get their team prepared and ready. And we've seen the Eagles.
1: By the way, as, as a, a bit second place uh, Super Bowl uh, draft winner, C Rad points out, he didn't have to run. That's all the point.
4: Uh, I mean, yeah, tonight he didn't necessarily have to run, but I mean, let's let's look back. To when Jalen Hurts was going through the pre-draft process and he was having that conversation with Steve Mariucci, and he was talking about getting freaky. The whole Eagles team tonight got freaky. Like you can talk about three different players on the Eagles offense scoring three three touchdowns. You could also talk about the defense getting an interception and also getting five sacks, which is the most sacks they've gotten
1: in a postseason game. I want you to my height 70. name before I come into like the ring for a WWE match. No, but I'm not like, like, You talking know? about sacks? You know. Like. <laughs> I said this three times this week on HQ. The, Wilson, I don't know if it was a GM or a scout or whoever said it. Hurts coming out of the Big 12. And I cited you every time just you right know. <laughs> Thank you. The best running back out of the Big 12, but it's not an insult. He's so physical. But they, I'm telling you, they clearly did not want him to re-injure his shoulder because they know if you get past the Giants, who are a luck box, you got two games, and one of those games is a bye – and you can just run the living crap out of Jalen Hurts in these in the, in the in the run scheme that no one can stop. They did not want him to get injured tonight.
4: I mean, I I don't disagree. They obviously did not, you know, they didn't want him to get injured. But at the same time, Miles Sanders was able to run all over this team. Boston Scott, my prop bet of you know Boston Scott anytime touchdown hit, you're welcome, everyone. I hope you took it. Yeah, thanks um- for thanks for saying that
1: to the entire. <laughs>
4: I did say that on the bet show, and you said it as well. It came out of your mouth. I don't know if you remember, but
1: I don't remember much. You though. said it. Like,
4: yeah, it's all, it's all good. Sully took it too. I I slacked Sully earlier when uh, Boston Scott cleared. I, so. take it. I look. <laughs> No, but I mean, it was just it was a great performance from a, from the whole team, and I mean, maybe Nick Sarayani had some Jodice or some uh, or, or, or something playing in, in the locker room tonight because they was getting freaky. Like it was, it, they was getting freaky on the Jodeci. field. It was, it was really nuts. I, you know, I don't know if you know about C. Well, I mean, I think Ryan should probably. Billy, I, I think know. I'm a little
1: more old school than you are, pal. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know about that
3: one. <laughs> no,
4: but it was a good performance from the Eagles.
1: He was looked really good.
3: Um, I, one I did, thing real quick about Jalen Hurts, though, is that you know, and we were talking about how week 18 that they weren't running their RPOs, they weren't running their normal offense because that was the week where they weren't trying to get Jalen Hurts. But this week. It felt like they let him run. They wanted him to run, or as Billy was saying, if you want to go run, do it, but don't be crazy. Don't take any hits because he did have two kind of key runs on the first two possessions, and it was this. It was almost as if he did that just so the Eagles were run. saying, "Hey, no, one might run because." The, the Giants weren't worried about that the first week when he's coming back in week 18 because it was like, they're not going to run. They don't want him to get injured. But now, hey, look, Jalen Hurts is running. He had a nine-yard run on the second possession. He had a six-yard run on a second 11 on the first possession. So now the Giants do have to worry about it when they weren't sure if they were going to have to worry about it because they weren't sure if you know the Eagles going to risk his health.
1: What What's insane, too, by the way, it's like the, the line of Caesars was over eight and a half rushing attempts, minus 163. And he rushes for nine he rushes nine times. Like how how the hell, like, like how the hell does Vegas lock in over eight and a half, but it's no one's betting the over there, and no one's betting the under. And it ends up on the exact number. That 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 is crazy. Vegas is
4: sick, man. I took um I I took Travis ETN receiving yards over at 18 and a half. He had 18 receiving I don't I just don't understand it. I, I don't understand how they do it.
1: Well, I had the under on that. Um what was the uh he did have two I had two under two and a half catches too? Ah, uh, sure. Sure. He had three. So let me ask you guys something.
4: Like <laughs> Eagles performance, yeah. They obviously dominated, yes. But how does this performance and how does this team rank up to either the Cowboys or the 49ers? Like I mean, so, me
1: personally, I just feel like I'm not the, really worried. The Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles with a fully healthy Jason uh, Jalen Hurts are clearly the best team in the NFC. Now, I think it's a really close. I think the Niners are close. If Purdy plays a great game, if, if the, the the Eagles will beat the living crap out of the Cowboys if they show up. Like, like party, can party, party play like
4: that in philadelphia in a hostile environment Stop. come on can man. he do that I mean, it, it's a legitimate question like minnesota
1: for like his top the
4: eagles, have, the eagles have 10 straight wins against the giants at home we daniel jones cannot win in the city of philadelphia so like who's the biggest hype man in
1: the history of like wwf like billy I, is billy is like an un- jimmy <laughs> Hart. yeah 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 g you're jimmy Hart. Oh my god, you're you're a younger Jimmy Hart. But uh, Billy's
3: point, saying. Brock Bernie really hasn't been tested as far as like facing a team as good as Philadelphia. And in the, the games he has won, the five teams he's beaten are have a combined record of 35, 49, and one. So yes. Yeah, yes, but not ideal
1: competition. But like the difference is we're not talking about this. Like remember remember the the uh, I don't know, Billy, you're probably too young for this. You're probably a little bored, but um Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017 and they put on, <laughs> these, put on these dog masks. They're underdogs, but I'm sure you watch films of it later. So the the uh, no, I mean like the Vikings show up, and it's like oh, Kirk Cousins can definitely hang with these guys, and they get they get obliterated. And I think that Brock Purdy could get obliterated, except the scheme for the 49ers and the and the coaching around there is the difference maker. And the Niners' defense can limit what the what, like I think an Eagles 49ers game. What's all right? You, what, you make the line. What's the line for Eagles 49ers? NFC championship game. If the Niners make it past the Cowboys, I think if, it, by the way, if the Cowboys win, it is a hammer jack on the freaking Eagles to obliterate the Cowboys.
4: I think, I think actually the line would be very similar to tonight. I think it'd be like seven and a half. Are you nuts? What are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm, ta- I'm talking about if Cowboys
1: are like 49ers, or 49ers. No, 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 49ers, 49ers. What? 49ers. Wilson, I think we explain to him how lines work. It would be seven and a half. You're yeah, you're in cool you are I, I'm not you're even even breach has had a bunch of cold takes you're today. Idiot. You're an idiot if you think the Eagles be seven see. minus seven and a half against the 49ers in Philly. That is the that is that is the worst take. There have been so many they blow out the cowboys the you know, think, for two, like five years. That is, is they the, worst the cowboys. That you don't think that could happen if they blow out the cowboys? If no. the if the if the Niners beat the Cowboys
4: and then go I'm not saying the Niners are getting the points. I'm saying the Eagles are are, are getting the points. I'm, I'm saying that the, the Eagles, Eagles will not be, be minus, minus 7.5. Half. Half. The Eagles will or... be
1: at most minus 3. That is the absolute max. Yeah, when's When's a half? going to say I will buy a human from like a like an illegal black market and bet that on the Niners <laughs> plus 7.5. That's a, a little dark, but okay. It's I don't even know how, I don't, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> You know, you, you
2: don't just say that accidentally. Right. You
1: <laughs> he By knows. Way,
2: here's what I want to say about the the forty and half and a half. All right, let it go, let it go. Uh, one of the other things, in Breach and Breach and Billy both touched on. Brock Purdy hasn't really been tested. We'll find out. Brinson, you mentioned Shanahan and all the match he's done, and there's no disputing that. But this Eagles defense is going to be the toughest defense that Brock Purdy might have the occasion to face if they beat the Cowboys, and and I that know. could be that could be an equalizer because. While maybe they have an advantage in terms of play calling slightly over over the the Eagles, I think the Jalen Hurts being healthier helps. All the offensive weapons that the Eagles have help. The Eagles' offensive line will help neutralize that defense. Eagles are one hundred percent favored, but not not by seven. It'll be minus three, like, minus three and a half is wins over Wilson as, they got as a up quarterback, it. man. Uh, it's, a either,
1: quarterback. it's either it's either uh, it's it's either two and a
4: half or three and a half. Breeze, how many backup quarterbacks have won an NFC championship? And, and and NFC. Nick Foles. No, no, no! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Rookie, <laughs> rookie backup, rookie. There you go. <laughs> Zero. Oh! But that's my oh, thing, though. That why, that's why. But that's why I said that the line would be at where it is because no, 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 it's so, no, I, backup quarterback.
1: Look, I've been, I've made bad lines in my. I've made many a bad line in my day, Billy. That's a bad line. It's fine. It is. It is either two and a half or three and a half. Billy doesn't have his own pro-
3: pro- 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 proprietary system in place like Wins over Wilson, so I it's it's
1: we, it we got to go. Professional with...
3: man, I'm not it, a professional.
4: It exactly. may be the
1: weirdest thing that's ever happened on this podcast is that like Ryan Wilson is somehow it, like he. I don't. Th- are you using a spreadsheet for this? You're just like doing in your head, right? Yeah, you just make it up. <laughs> like you're just, like by the way, me. this, this, like, this, like, this like, is this, like, is, this like, is
2: worth mentioning, and Bob Sforsky mentions this in the comments, and whatever, I'll own it. I don't care, and I think he's sort of half choking up serious. I'm old enough to remember when Wilson thought the 49ers should think about firing Shanahan, Shanahan was doing Thank a lot you, of Bob. crazy stuff. It was, must've been last season. I don't think it was this season. Right. No, and you, um,
1: you guys, you guys were nervous last season. You guys yeah. were murdering me for like, being like, you guys are like, it's time to be done with Shanahan.
3: He was doing I, a lot I, of crazy sure stuff.
1: That was, the 49ers went six
3: and 10 and guys, uh, that's me. You were 2020, killing me. 2020. And then they started off like two and four in 2021. And it was...
1: Breach, do you remember when I wanted to take the Rams and win the Super Bowl, but you walked me off of them and put me on the 49ers? And then you guys spent the entire first half of the season killing me for taking the Niners? Nice try. You guys were murdering me. You guys were like, Kyle Shannon's got to go. Lynch has got to go.
3: And then uh, a quarterback fell in their lap. Like
0: (laughs) They were going to leave the best quarterback...
3: Yeah, with the last pick in the draft. No one plans to ever play the last pick in the draft. That's a break glass in case of emergency quarterback. That's what happens when you're saying quarterback.
1: The entirety of the Patriots dynasty is an accidental luck job. I mean, kind of. Could you say that aloud, real quick?
3: There's no luck about Bell Belichick and Tom Brady. The fact that Tom Brady ended up starting a game, yes, that was luck. Belichick had no plans to start Tom Brady until Drew Bristow got hurt. The
1: entire Patriots dynasty. Is that the first right? year, the first I dare year, you to say, that. The say that first right now. year that
2: right now. Why? What happens if he said, then yeah, what's gonna,
1: we're gonna clip on Twitter and light
3: breach up? That's instance, Bill Belichick never planned to play Tom Brady. It's not that complicated in yeah. 2001. That was never the plan.
4: Everyone it took a quarterback trying, injury,
1: something stupid that will be like socially viral.
4: The 49ers are the 49ers. Getting Brock Purdy and having him be a success is like getting a hoopie for your first car in Atlanta for uh, I mean, 20 I, years.
1: I like Brock Purdy before his last year at Iowa State. I think I, he was actually in my first round with Jake Fromm when I had him number one overall. Seriously, Brock Purdy was a legit prospect two years ago. No, yeah, I mean, but, but he was the last pick in the draft. Wilson, it's, you got, it's, come it's, on, Wilson. You got to throw me about here.
2: No, I've been saying that for, for weeks. I, I, just, I know, i know heard, heard it, my no because again. they
1: don't care about the draft right now because they care about the playoffs. But Brock Purdy, before his last year at Iowa State, was, like, considered a first-round French prospect.
2: Yes. No, I've said that several times in this podcast. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, but uh, <laughs> I understand you know that. But I don't think that thanks, – thanks, thanks for that. And I don't know what – yeah, I mean, 70%. there's a reason, to Billy's
2: point, there's a reason he was Mr. Irrelevant. To to Breach's point, there's a reason that Tom Brady was 199. I mean mm-hmm. – Shanahan's system has a lot to do with it, but again, sort of like the Trevor Lawrence thing, it's okay to wonder why Shanahan's doing the things he's doing when they're losing football games they shouldn't lose, and they're giving up all the stuff they're giving up to, to make the team better, and it seems to be going in the other direction. Now, granted, they have, Shanahan has crushed it without a doubt, and I get it. If they win the Super Bowl just like the Rams, it won't matter if they win two games next year because you won the Super Bowl. That was the point, but I think in the moment it's okay to be like, yo, this doesn't seem to be working out. Why aren't you doing something differently?
1: Well, I think I mean to to the Brock Purdy Tom Brady comparison, and I'm not trying to say Brock Purdy is Tom Brady, but the one thing that like Brock, the two things Brock Purdy does really really well, he makes good decisions, and he makes the decisions quickly. Like he he recognizes where the ball needs to go. He's a point guard. He's a he's Jason Kidd. He distributes the ball very quickly. He's Steve Nash. He's not a scoring point guard. He is a distributing point guard. That is his job. And people are like, "Oh, he throws the ball to CMC at the line of scrimmage." Who gives a crap? He knows exactly where the ball is supposed to go with the blocking scheme designed to get CMC open, and CMC makes the decisions. He gets the ball to Debo where he needs to go. He gets the ball to Ayuk. Like, it's okay to be a. Every quarterback is in the system. No one's a system quarterback. Everyone is a system quarterback. Like, who are you who are you preaching at right now? Just I'm, just, I'm just curious. Anyone anyway, I, I like to preach. He's on a soapbox. i want okay. yeah, Thank you, Billy. Yeah, I'm on a soapbox.
2: I would if you're yelling at us or just yelling into the
1: I actually
4: boy. forgot we were podcasting for a second there. I, that's fine. I just, Can you give Lane Johnson some love too playing with Lane that. Lane Johnson's uh, a stud, dude. I mean playing with that oblique injury is not an easy thing to do. And his, he's a, for he's him to go out and really like you know hold Kayvon Thibodeau in check and not allow a sack again, you know, that guy that guy's that playing out of his mind. That guy's a warrior. That guy's that guy's a one of one off.
1: I, I think goal. the I think the Eagles four niners like if it happens, Cowboys could win. If the Cowboys win, Eagles are in the Super Bowl. They're going to like obliterate the Cowboys if they get them in the championship game. If it's Niners, Eagles, that is going to be a really epic NFC championship game that's going to be fun to watch.
4: For instance, you got to relax with the. Eagles are going to obliterate the Cowboys. Like, Dude, I the just Cowboys like you're, you're just jinxing us, and like I just I Dude, don't. I, am mean
1: holding the I mean, Eagles ticket, bro. Like
4: I'm. i no, nah, I know, this. but I'm just saying, like internally as an Eagles fan, like it never goes how it's supposed to go. The time, one time that it's really going the way it's supposed to go, and it didn't go the way it was really supposed let to. Let me
2: ask. Let me ask Breach a question, since he's our Cowboys resident Cowboys homer. What do you think First the spot. line is Breach on a Eagles Cowboys game, and then I have a follow up.
3: Uh,
1: Eagles by. Three. No, oh,
2: that four. seems sort of low, yes, Brinson. Low. What do you think it is?
1: Uh, four and a half or five?
2: I was going to say six and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm pounding the.
2: Eagles. But here's the other thing that I need to mention, and it explains, it informs Breach's talking points throughout the course of this podcast. As I check our Super Bowl pool update sheet, sheet, excuse me, uh, Brinson, you're down the one team because your Jaguars lost. You have to eat. Oh, who's play. that team, by the way? The Eagles, as I just said. But here's what you need to know. Breaches teams remaining, the Bengals, of course, and the Dallas Cowboys. That's why he's talking the way he's been talking. Uh, he needs the Cowboys to get free to the Super Bowl. I was back
1: full effect.
3: So now we came to the crux of the issue. You don't find that suspicious. And also, as one team left, the Chiefs, and our listener, Caleb, down to the Bills and 49ers, going head to head with Caleb. Those are 49ers are such
1: a good pull.
2: Yeah, that's a good call there, Caleb.
3: Um, man, yeah, I was a little worried when know, Pat, Patty Mahomes went down. One thing about this game though that I feel like we didn't really touch on is that it felt like the game was over after the Eagles went up 14-0. And that happened because the Giants had their failed fourth down. And what you were know, you talking
2: about that at the time, Breach of the 40?
3: Well, what would you have done? I mean, that was a big situation. You have Brian Dable making a huge, huge decision. And, you know, fourth and three, that's one thing. But then Daniel, on third and three, Daniel Jones takes a sack, loses five yards. So now it's fourth and eight. Uh see,
1: I like I like the recognition of I am completely overwhelmed by a better team. I'm going for Gusto and YOLO. Mm-hmm. But he knew he knew they weren't likely to win that game. So you have to like, like F it. Like, let's go right here. If we get it, maybe we flip the momentum. I I Brian Dable, I mean I don't know who the, who's your coach of the year. It's, it's, a, it's a really tough like pick. Obviously, Arvo didn't matter, but I mean, my goodness.
4: Well to, well, to answer Breach's question though, like when you're going against an MVP candidate, you know you got to kind of take chances. He's not really a candidate. That. But, I mean, he is. So he's like, yeah, he's no, not really. But, I mean, he's well, a he, candidate.
2: He took chances, but then Eagles fans, I mean, excuse me, Giants fans were were sort of upset towards the end of the game where he just kept running the clock out and punting the ball. So it felt like that to Breach's point, that was the game for him. And then he's like, you know what? let's see if we get home quickly so that was where it.
3: it was punting down in the fourth quarter when he well, went forward on fourth and in that situation was, i do think I he agree. made the right decision but if you're daniel jones who got sacked there by hassan raddick you cannot take a sack on fourth down just throw it up. if it's interception it's interception yeah. like you cannot take a sack who is getting sacked i, I do, I do think there's something
1: like interesting to be thought about that that approach late like like what was the score 31 uh it was 31 nothing then 31 7 or was it 28 7
4: it was 28 7 and then, the game was over right yeah
1: but but I'm saying like if you're if you're Brian Dable if you're a smart coach there's no like if what if what if Daniel Jones tears his ACL? Oh, God.
2: You're, you're the you're the most but cautious it, person on planet Earth. Is that cautious? It's, do
1: people sit people out in the preseason all the time? What do you? I understand your your. It's playing. not the preseason, well, Brinson. This is it was a player. Game. game. different, I, in different magnitude. Realist. They he he weren't playing You can't bench him. He didn't play in week. I'm not saying for that him. I'm saying like like you are you're coaching. You know, you know that you're you're in the spot. You're down four touchdowns with a quarter left. You're not winning the playoff game. It's over. You had a great season. Well, good thing Doug Peterson off. doesn't think like you. Oh, my God. no
2: I mean, what are we doing here? What
1: are you about? What's your example there? They, last, they were down 27 week. to nothing, and they came they were back down 27 to seven.
3: For, before it's that, they were down 27 to call. nothing. And the Giants were down 28 to seven. That's also three scores, Brinson. You <laughs> play to win the
1: game. Princeton got Herman. The Giants were dead, man. The Giants. Everyone knew the Giants. Hey, All right. Hey, hey, look, if you, no know balls, benching, you know the the no Giants. No one on planet
2: Earth except you is benching Daniel Jones there. So it's not. We're talking in
1: about. A playoff game. <laughs> I'm saying avoid. Like, you don't want you don't want your stars getting hurt. He didn't get hurt, uh, dude. He's not a star though. The, the Giants, can you say that
3: so we can put it on Twitter? You should bench <laughs> your stars the, the, in the, a playoff game.
1: Look, the Giants are not. The Giants were not winning a Super Bowl this year. The Giants are not trying attitude. to build a a. A roster, and to build a culture, and to prepare for the future. Dude, you would last forty-five seconds, maybe you know, sixty seconds. you still in an old man's soccer game as it's a general a manager because are you are benching
2: about? everyone after the first two series of every game, and you're out there with all the NC State scrubs, the fourth and fifth fevers, yeah, playing so the whole game. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna end this podcast. I'm gonna get, dig up your bad taste and just go Tar Heels. There it is. That's, all right, that's it. It's over. Show's over. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. F. Wilson, F. Billy, F. Breach, I'm out.